Hello and welcome to the neatly sponsored Whiskey Tangent Podcast, Whiskey Madness 2023, the road road to the final pour, a four-week-long blind tasting tournament featuring 16 whiskeys from around the world. I'm Scott and joining me as always is Ed. Hello everybody, it's that time of the year again and you know that I am super, super excited. And back once again to try to bring some sense of fairness and decorum to our annual bit of whiskey ridiculousness is Sherpa Gabe, King of the Pineys. Hey, that's not going to happen, we know that. (laughs) (laughs) What, bringing fairness and decorum? Yeah, and I'm waiting for a... uh, bribe too as well I can, oh, uh, wow. I can lean one way or the other we but my black and white jersey's on I'm going to be as impartial and fair as I can right, be right. And, until I get drunk during the tournament what we do is we seclude Gabe deep deep into the Pine Barrens surrounded by his minions that don't let any of the distilleries know where he is or get to him. I feel safe. <laughs> yeah, it's a really, you'd be surprised. It's a luxurious cabin, though. It's oh. like three, 4,000 square feet. Like He's a, glamping. Oh, it's yeah. It's got a sauna. It's actually a triple wide. It's got a sauna. Yeah. Ooh, hello. <laughs> it's a triple wide. Hello, right. ladies. He's got a triple wide in the middle of the pine barrens. Big pimping in all that sand. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And just constantly get on just ringed by guys in overalls. Oh, ringed and guys in overalls. Okay. Yeah, protection. That's the security force. Down gotcha, there. gotcha. Yeah, it's a Pine Baron Defense League. All right. And, <laughs> and so, as it has been in years past, our venue remains the wondrous, neat glass-shaped Whiskey Tangent Arena in delightful downtown Marlton, New Jersey, better known as my breakfast bar. And the crowd here is simply besotted with a nearly frenzied anticipation because if you listened to our special preview earlier this week, you know that we've again organized our brackets by proof. Yes. And today, in round one, we'll be squaring off four 90 to 99 proof expressions and four 120 and over proof expressions. And of course, Ed's here to reveal the eight whiskeys that are contending today to make their whiskey madness wishes come true. That's right, Scott. So in the 90 proof, there's a couple of names that are very recognizable to even casual whiskey drinkers. The top seed is going to be the Sazerac Rye. Sazerac Rye. Now, that may surprise you, and I understand that, but if you listened to our whiskey on whiskey competitions. Mm-hmm. We had our own little whiskey competition, which we called the Ochos. And in that, Sazerac <laughs> Rye won our top award. Yeah. It won uh, whatever triple platinum made up thing we have, which yeah. we call the Ocho. I mean, we, we were almost obligated to put it in the tournament. Right. I would think that the number two seed, Maker's Mark, which has been around since the 50s, it's just a regular Maker's Mark bourbon. Yeah. We figured having a pedigree that goes back to Eisenhower administration, they wow. deserve a shot to right. uh, show what they can do with the tournament. Sure. And so the Maker's Mark camp is furious <laughs> at the selection committee for this. But based on our own experience with Southwick Rye in this podcast season, they're number one. So Maker's Mark's on there at number two. We have have a recent feature on the podcast from Journeyman Distillery, Not a King Rye, mm. is ranked number three. And then Redwood Empire Whiskey, that was actually uh, my birthday present from Scott. That's right. The Lost Monarch. Right. That's the fourth seed because it doesn't really have much pedigree. Right. So now that brings us to the 120 proof. Once again, we like to spread out the proof that we drink so that we don't get drunk and ruin our palate. Right. The number one seed is the Alberta Castrath Rye. Mm. It won a lot of awards and a lot of acclaim. Yeah. And we're giving that the top seed. 
So, wow. And you'd say, well, maybe because it's the most expensive. No, you'd be wrong because that would be the Nulu, single barrel bourbon, number two, an up-and-coming company yeah. um, from Louisville, Kentucky. And it's the only traditional Kentucky bourbon in the 120-plus range. Yeah, it's a very eclectic bracket. Right. Next, we go to the 77 Malted Wheat Whiskey from Brooklyn, New York, and the Brooklyn Distillery. Mm-hmm. And lastly, the Old Line American Single Malt is the fourth seed residing in Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. And I actually met one of the two founders of this company. Yeah. And they have an interesting story. They were a uh, Air Force team, a pilot and a communications officer. Mm. They were guys who were in the service together and they formed their own distillery. And so, you know, they're veterans and it's a good story. So they're coming in pretty hot, as I remember. Yeah. So, uh, Gabe, do you have any idea who might come out of the 90 or the 120 proof? Well, in the 90 brackets, um, I've tried three of the four. Okay. Um, I've had the journeyman, but not that brand. I've had the the whips. Uh, oh, the course it's whips and whiskey. Yeah. Right. That was good. That was yeah. nice and strong. This one I'm not sure about. I've had the Redwood Empire, which I thought was pretty good. As for the the 120 bracket, I'm shooting in the dark there. Never had any of these. I, oh. I haven't even heard of like uh, two of them. Interesting. That's great. That's what you want. Yeah, especially so, if you have to break some ties, because you might have to break some ties in that, because all of these, I think, are really good. And I want to put a shout out right now. The new loose single barrel bourbon was given to me as a parting retirement gift by people I work with, yeah. along with another whiskey, which isn't in here, the Hearst seven and a half year cognac finish, mm-hmm. which is a very nice whiskey. Very nice. We'll probably feature that on the podcast next season. Yes. But for now, it's not getting dumped into this tournament, I'll show you. <laughs> it's a very nice No, bottle. you don't want to do that to that, no. But the new once again, which we have featured, not this particular expression, but Nulu's been on twice yep. in the podcast. Yep. Yeah, the Alberta's been on. The 77 Malted was on our Weeded episode. Uh, you talked about Sazerac. Right. We never had regular Maker's Mark yeah. before. Nope. Or did Surprising. we? Surprising. Wait, when we went down the shore with Mike, wasn't it against Larceny? Oh, shit, you're right. Right. Oh, so, so it has been on, right, but so, we never put it in the tournament. Right, we never put it in the tournament is what uh, my point yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah, it was on our first uh, Weeded Bourbon episode for sure. Yeah. Because it is a Weeded Bourbon. And the Nada King, just the last episode, but... Uh, uh, the Last Monarch, we have not had that right, so either. La- Last so. Monarch is a no. Old Line is a no. Yeah, but all the other ones. All the other ones have. have been on the pocket. And we do like to do that. We like to bring out the whiskeys that we've introduced to everybody and see how they do in the tournament. Yes. And right. of course, part of that is because if we have a, a half a bottle of something that we don't have to go out and buy another $100 yeah, bottle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just for the record, the 77 malted wheat whiskey was a $100 bottle. The Nulu is an $80 to $90 bottle. Mm. The Atlantic cast strength could be anywhere from $70 to $90 a bottle. Now, I mean, two of them are new. One was given to me, thank God. Or else Nulu, we would have Right. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, sometimes it's economics. Yeah. yeah. So once again, first up, we're going to be doing the 90-proof bracket. It'll be number two, Maker's Mart, versus number three, Naughty King Rye. And uh, Gabe's going to move over to the preparation area, and we'll be right back. Because I don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah, I'm going to do shit my way. So you can go kick rocks. I'm going to stack bricks up, build what I want to make. So we are back, and before we get to the tasting, I'm going to read the rules. Now, pay attention. This is the only time I'm going to read them for the entire tournament, all right? Yeah. All right? Yes. Okay. 
We have four glasses, two marked A, two marked B. Gabe pours one of the whiskeys in each glass A and the other in each glass B, then hands them to Ed and me for tasting. Ed and I will indicate our final choices on the official Whiskey Madness 2023 scoring cards, hand them to Gabe, and he will read the results. If Ed and I have agreed, then Gabe reveals which whiskey we picked and declares that whiskey the winner. If Ed and I disagree, we'll go into overtime. Ed will pour for Gabe, who will pick A or B to break the tie, after which Ed will reveal the winner. Correct. And that's it. So Ed's going to tell us right. a little bit about Maker's Mark. Before I do, I just want to remind people that No Shock will be using the Neat Glass, which is the number one competition tasting glass in America, made specifically to taste whiskey. And since tasting whiskey is the biggest part of this tournament, we'd be fools not to use the Neat Glass. Absolutely. So Maker's Mark, like I said, it's one of the oldest bourbon brands post-World War II that's been around. Mm. And I think it's safe to say that there's not a liquor store that sells bourbon that won't have Maker's Mark. It's not Jack Daniels, but it's in the ballpark of that. Mm, or a bar, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of times when you see in the background of movies they want to show someone drinking bourbon i remember on boston legal they had maker's mark in the office and oh everyone knows maker's mark when they try to refer to what right people that character's drinking a bourbon so right now i know something about it. right and it's a very recognizable bottle with the red wax seal yeah it's a 90 proof exactly very ed friendly mm-hmm. uh because it's 70% corn, 16% soft red winter wheat, and 14% malted barley, which is a high malted barley count as well. Yeah. There's no age statement, but it's rumored to be about six years. You should be able to find it for around $30. It's supposed to taste some oak, vanilla, maybe add a little green apple and cinnamon, tiny bit of clove and cocoa powder. Mm-hmm. Definitely vanilla, definitely caramel. And then the wheat does give like a little roasty, grassiness to the oak flavor as well in the finish. And that's where we're at with it. Maker's Mart is a classic. I guess we all kind of consider it a little bit basic. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it'll be interesting to see how it does. I mean, we actually think Larson is better than it. Right. And we ranked it second, but I don't think anyone of us is confident that it's going to win this bracket. And yet, I bet you Maker's Mark is. Like I said, (laughs) their team's freaking out over not being the top seed, and they have every right to be mad about that. Right. And uh, tell us about the competition for Maker's Mark. It's going against a completely opposite distillery. Yeah. So this is Journeyman's Not a King Rye, which we uh, did on episode 61 with the Whiskey Chicks, in which three out of the four of us like this one better. So this is a straight rye its mash bill is 60 percent rye 35 percent corn five percent barley its proof is exactly 90 i think all of them are exactly 90 in the 90 proof bracket very strange the age is at least four years the price is 45 bucks this is journeyman distillery in three oaks michigan the tasting notes i have for it are light and creamy sweet corn caramel greenwood and rye which quickly transitions to pepper so ed as you said vastly different distilleries also vastly different mash bills and despite the same proof i think not a king is just going to taste hotter than 90 because it did on the episode and I think we're going to be able to tell the difference. But yeah. I wouldn't say that we really love either of these. Maker's Mark is a <laughs> little bland, as you said, right. but we've kind of come around on it. And Not a King, for me, came off as a bit strange on the episode, and I didn't immediately take to it, but I did come around on that one too. So who knows? Maybe either one won't sit with me quite right, right no. today. So Gabe's going to pass us over. Gabe has poured the whiskeys, and he's going to pass us the- and This is the A. Glass A. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. There's actually an A on the- yeah. I was like, how does he know that? <laughs> <laughs> and glass B. Yeah, I put them right. on the bottom so you yeah, can look that. straight through. All right, so we have an A and a B. All right. Hmm. Now, okay. as Scott and Ed are nosing A and B, um, both of these are very similar in color I, to me. Yeah, I agree. They are as identical as they They're, can be. Yeah, but the nose is definitely different. 
One has almost a leathery quality to it, the definite rye spice. And the other one is very light sugar, a little bit of fruitiness. I did get a little bit of like a cocoa powder. Okay. I don't really want to talk about what I'm smelling because since we did the tasting notes, I don't want to be like if someone says green apple and I'll be like, oh, it's, I'm going to just really just taste them for what they taste. So I'm just not going to comment on it. You guys can do what you want. Scott's getting water. Ed should probably have some water too. Yeah. Oh, it's some drip water. Some. Yeah, uh, I don't Droplets. usually need that for 90, but I appreciate the effort. I don't know why you're casting shade on me. I'm First, not, I'm not allowed to nose it. Now I'm not allowed to drop no, any water. You're in. allowed to nose it, but I don't remember us doing that before. I'm sorry. 90 proof is like, you know, <laughs> tap water to Ed. Mm. Wow. They're both good. <laughs> but that's the real trick to this is that we feature whiskeys that are pretty good on the podcast. Then we put them all together in the tournament. And so it's pretty rare that we get a train wreck up to our mouth. Like It's like... <laughs> Yeah, but having said that, there are a lot of dark horses this year coming in. Mm-hmm. You probably don't have a great background for a lot of these ones you've already tried, mm-hmm. history-wise. Yeah, and what's funny is, actually, the one I thought was going to have the lighter heat, actually, to me, has a little bit higher heat. I think they're very close, Scott. Where are you at with them? Have you tasted them yet? They taste very different, but in terms of liking them, I agree. They're pretty evenly matched. They just have different taste profiles. You're talking like heat-wise, taste-wise? Heat-wise, taste-wise, yeah. smoothness. I think A has the longer finish. Yeah. But B has the nicer finish. Yeah. Very sweet and crisp. Yeah. I'm just going to drop two drops in there just to see what happens. Apparently the 90 proof is too much for Scott. No, no. (laughs) Sometimes you drink a little too much and you get it on the back of your tongue and it kind of burns anyway. I'm I'm not not casting shade and putting water. Sometimes it brings out flavors that you didn't see initially on the uh, the straight taste. Well, Ed's selection is in. We are waiting on the Scott. It was tough. I went with the one that was more pleasant in my mouth at the time. Considering I know which both of them are, I didn't expect either of them to taste like the one I chose. Yeah, I, I agree. Here, I made my decision. Okay, we have Scott's selection in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, hmm. Looks like I'll be doing a tiebreaker. Oh, oh okay. Scott picked A. Okay. Ed picked B. Mm-hmm. A was the journeyman distillery. Not, okay. Not yep. a king. Yep. Yeah. I'm not surprised and by that. B was the Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark tasted very, very sweet, green apple-y. I had the green uh, apple almost too. Almost finished like an Irish to me, which is, I know it's not Irish, but I mean the finish yeah. alone was like crisp and subtle but sweet. The Donna Rye is more complex. I'm a little surprised at Scott because I remember you talking about this one and you were kind of like put off by the initial tasting of it. It was a little bit different than what you it was, were used to. And, and then I grew on it, but my decision was made because there's something about Maker's Mark's finish. As I drank it more and more, I liked it less and less. And then I put the water into it and the water just brought out so much more in the Not a King mm-hmm. than it did in the Maker's Mark. Right. And mm-hmm. so the finish is what did it for me. And that's why I picked A. Which is funny. I love the finish of it today, which normally, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. It's all yeah. about your day. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, All right, so we're gonna switch. We're gonna be right back, and Gabe's gonna assume his spot. Woohoo! And I'm going to uh, pour him A and B, and what that A and B will be, only I will know. That's right. And we'll see uh, who goes through. All right. Overtime. All right. Ed has poured the two whiskeys for Gabe. Once again, we have Maker's Mark Bourbon versus Not a King Rye. Right. So here's glass A, and here's glass B. There's a hair there. Mm-hmm. Well, it certainly isn't yours. Scots. So I'll take Thank the blame you. for that. I have hair, just not on my head. <laughs> I got more hair in other places than on my head. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to nose these up and uh, you guys all? talk amongst yourselves. The A is a nice apple vanilla basic uh, flavor nose. I'll shut up. <laughs> you can say, yeah, what say whatever you, you want. Say kinda, what I kind of like talk myself into silence. You're, oh, the, yeah. you're the entire podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, whatever right now. you're doing. It's all about you, Gabe. 
No pressure. Please tasted them now. Somewhere deep, deep in the heart of New Jersey. Ooh, yeah, yeah. They need game to make the decision. <laughs> They're like light off fireworks. <laughs> glass B is a, a very kind of a leathery, uh, oaky, not harsh, but just a bit more uh, woodsy. Yep, yep, mm. yep. Roller. And glass A, it's just a classic, nice bourbon. I think I know which ones they are, but now yeah. let's clear the palate and give it another shot. Like I said, they're pretty evenly matched, even though they taste differently, right. because they're good. both pretty good. I'm going to close my eyes. Yeah. You should hand me one, hand me the other. All right. I'm, I'm having... All right. You call this a Scott technique, mm-hmm. perfected by Scott back in 2020. Okay, I got my eyes closed. This is glass number one, which could be A or B. Yep. Well, a nice, a, oh, a nice healthy big sip. dram Big there. dram of that down. He's not fucking around right Damn. now. He's all in. You ready for glass two? All right, glass number two. Glass. This is going to break the tie, and then we're going to send one of these on to the next round. I'm taking glasses away so he doesn't know which one was which. Do you remember which is which? I do. Okay. I think the second one you gave me was the B. I think I'm going to go with B. Oh, yeah, the second one was B. And B. The Not a King Rye will be oh. going on to the next round, upsetting Maker's Mark Upset. in a split decision. And if you thought the Maker's Mark people were mad about getting the second seed, they are furious. <laughs> They've kicked over the Gatorade. It's a melee in the Maker's Mark bench oh, right now. Shit. As they can't believe it wasn't holding. Sorry, different controversy. <laughs> I, I liked them both, but I just think that something was different in that B, and it was. Yeah. it's time to give it a chance. So in our first round, an upstart, up-and-coming, smaller distillery knocks off one of the classics in Maker's Mark, and we're going to take a short break. Gabe will reassume his position here at the pouring station. I will reassume my position, and we'll go on to the next whiskeys. I'ma get it how I wanna get it, you don't get it I can do anything, I don't got a limit I'ma make my mind up, I'm committed It might take some time, might take a minute I won't give up, I don't give in this shit I do what I want when I wanna do it Call it a power or call it a gift I call it persistence to driving some wit uh, I ain't no minute man Good things take time when I'm in it man Give me some time and I'm with a fan Now I'm gone too far from the beginning man I can teach you but you gotta listen I got lessons or lessons to give them Think the masters are open and wishing and thinking and driven and cutting the ribbons Watch uh. me All right, we're back. <laughs> hey, that's my line. Gabe has been waiting. <laughs> How's it feel to get your toes stepped on, bitch? <laughs> I copyrighted that like two years ago. No. Oh, no. Yeah. Now you have to pay. Right. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, so we're back with the next matchup. Yeah. Uh, we've cleared the court. You know, it took a while. Makers Mart people, they threw, threw debris on the court. It They're got like, ugly. This it is did. ridiculous. They had I like Ike banners from the 50s that they threw out there, too. It's like mass confusion. I like Ike. <laughs> <laughs> and now, the next two uh, whiskeys are warming up. We got Classic from Buffalo Trace, of course, the Sazerac Rye. I mean, Buffalo Trace doesn't make a lot of what I want to drink because they keep it kind of, you know, low volume. But Sazerac, they've been making a lot of. That used to be hard to find around here. And now... Now, it's not only findable, it's cheaper. And it's interesting because in my research, it said the MSRP is $23, but then it says in some areas, 40 plus. Ah. And it used to be 40 plus here, and now I think it's like $29. Yeah, I, is, I saw it for 32 I think. Right, well, I think I paid 29 for this. But, Did you? You owe me $3. Right, this, is, <laughs> this is my type of rye. First of all, of course, it's made in Kentucky. 
Yep. It's 90 proof, like we talked about all of them being. Yeah. It's a very edge-friendly rye, 51% rye, 39% corn, and 10% malted barley. Six years aged, similar to what the Maker's Mark is claimed to have been. When you're talking about a flavor profile on this, there's a little bit of spice on the front of it. And then there's like a little bit of citrus, maybe some orange or lemon pear. Some people said you can get some peppermint notes. Lingering peppermint, like you just spit out your gum, like the yeah, flavors in your mouth. Yeah. It's very subtle. It's pretty mild, yeah. Scott, tell us about the opponent here. Yeah, this is a, the Redwood Empire's Lost Monarch. It's a blended American whiskey. Its mash bill is 60% of a 95.5 rye and 40% of a 75% corn bourbon. The proof is 90. The bourbon in this was aged four to 12 years and the rye was aged three to five years. So if they had to put an age statement, they could only say three years, but they do have some juice in here that's up to 12 years. The price wow. is only like $35. This is Redwood Empire Distilling in Grayton, California. Fun facts, Redwood Empire is named after the coastal area in the Northwestern California that stretches from San Francisco to the Oregon border and is dominated by massive forests of the Humboldt Redwoods. And Lost Monarch itself is named after the world's largest coastal redwood tree in those forests. Wow. Tasting notes on this are sweetness from corn and spiciness from the rye combined with an almost maple syrup-like flavor. Mm. Vanilla and caramel notes lead to a persistent yet subdued peppery finish. So mm. similar, actually, yeah. to the Sazerac notes. So this is very similar to the last one, mild versus odd, I guess you would call it. Right. For the Sazerac, it was on this year's Whiskey Part 3, where it won the Ocho, which we've mentioned. Right. Uh, among the three of us, we were pretty stunned that it came out on top yep. uh -huh. against a bunch of high-proof stuff that we loved. Yeah, we loved like the all of it. barrel yep. proof yep. and all that other stuff. But it was so consistent that because we tasted it twice over the two rounds, right. it ended up bubbling to the top. But the Lost Monarch is so odd, a mix of bourbon and rye that... Yep. Uh, who knows? This is like a wild card here. Yeah, what an affordable birthday present for me too, by the way, I have to say. <laughs> well, <laughs> wow. if you recall... I know. Someone's got getting too I got you too. I know you got me too with you. I'm just busting Damn. balls. Busting and that balls. was actually your Christmas present. Your birthday present was much better. Oh, yes. It was the Irish. It was <laughs> right. Correct. It was the Red Breast 15. So, uh, Gabe, yeah. what do you think about this matchup? Well, I mean, you know, Sazerac has been the standby forever. It's always lingering. It's, it's always there with us. Bartender's best friend. Like yeah. it's, it's, I, I, I kind of love it. And I'm, I'm really happy it's really making its way back into the market again. Yeah. Now, going so, up against the Redwood, which I've also had a bottle of it, and it's an interesting little... Uh, Did yeah. you have Lost Monarch? Yes. Yes, I've had Same that bottle. One? Okay. I don't remember a lot, but I know it was drinkable. It was yeah. doable. It wasn't a throwaway. I think I only had one taste of it once when I gave it to Ed. We opened it and had a dram. You can see it's almost to the top, and Gabe has already poured mm -hmm. the A's and B's. So I guess just hand us A and B now. Here you go. All right. Ooh. Surprisingly I, similar. Really? Yeah. I thought I'd be able to tell the difference on the smell. I mean, one is a slight bit sweeter than the other. <laughs> but then again, I don't know which one that is. Mm. I mean, because we got the Sazerac rye, which is on the sweeter side rye. But the other one is a mix of bourbons and rye. So mm -hmm. does one know. taste uh, spicier to you? You're a rye guy. Well, I didn't taste them yet. I'm just, I mean, uh, nose wise. Yes. One is spicier on the nose than okay. the other one, and Absolutely. that's the so one sweeter and one spicier. So yeah. you may think you know what you're nosing, but no, you could be wrong. I don't know what the redwood smells like. No, right. I don't have exactly. that out of my olfactory library. Right. So you would think that the full rye is the one that smells more rye, and that the blended bourbon and rye is the one that smells sweeter. But I don't know if that's true. But you could be wrong because the rye is only fifty-one percent rye. It's got a really high corn, thirty-nine percent. Right. Exactly. Okay. Ooh, I mean, I got to taste these. A smells. Amazing. I really like it. Mm. Wow. Oh. What, what are your thoughts, Ed? They're both good again, but they're different. They have a very different finish. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, they're a lot more different on the taste than they are I'm on the I'm not going to tell which is which. I think one is a very sweet and clean finish, and I think one is, it's almost incomplete to me. It's very complex, but it seems to just stop. Well, I mean, you guys, you both have had Sazerac. It's an old friend. Yeah, um, but I, have, I mean, not, not, not in really, a, though. No, in really. drinks, but not just sitting in a glass. Yeah. I mean, until we did the Ocho, I don't think I've had it by itself in years. Maybe it's me. That's one of my standbys. I always love that Sazerac. Yeah, it's great. But for a while, as we were saying, you couldn't get it. Mm-hmm. And it was expensive, and I didn't want to pay $50 for it because it's stupid. But now that it's 32, mm. I'm going to buy it all the time. Yeah. All right. Getting to the bottom of their glasses mm. and they're torn. For me, the finish is making the difference. I think I'm leaning towards which way I'm going to go. Are you getting sort of an opposite? Like, I feel like A, comes on strong and fades out fast, and B, tastes a little watery on the front and then really zooms up its finish. That's mm. fair to say. That's kind of what I'm getting there. I'm going to taste them one more time. Ed's choice is in. I got a feeling this is going to be unanimous. I'm not sure. To me, it was a no-brainer. Hmm. Not that the other one wasn't good, but for me, which one would I want to drink all night? Not even a question. Scott is handing over his selection. To me, the finish was just raw and incomplete on the one I didn't choose. (laughs) So I think Gabe's drinking again, just from that comment. No, I was correct. It is a unanimous decision. Oh, shit. Okay, so we both picked. Both picked B. And B B was... Monarch is moving on. Right. And I have to tell you, I thought maybe we had the other one. I did too. Like, I had no idea the way this was right. going to so go. So that was shocking to me. The Sazerac was a little fiery, surprising for 90 proof. And the mm. finish of it was just a little bit incomplete. It was complex, but I wanted something else. Like I had this buildup of flavor and spice, and then I wanted something to smooth out the end, and it just seems to stop. Yeah. While mm. the Redwood, it's a journey that's slow starting, but just blows through the end. And you're like, wow. And since the finish is your last memory, yeah, I think I'm going B. It's like, I'm really surprised because I really, in my mind, thought they were reversed. Yeah. And so what I said, I thought it was going to be a tie because of what you said. I took your comment saying it was incomplete to be as if it was immature but what you were actually saying is what i was actually tasting is that it just kind of drops off into nothing right the sazerac yeah the sazerac did and so now i can see why we picked the same one the end stage of the finish doesn't come no it just like hangs and like echoes i had like a little burn in my throat but i didn't have that last bit of flavor very Uh, interesting result two upsets the three and the four are going through not a king rye and lost monarch whiskey will meet two weeks from now in the semifinal round (laughs) and the two big distilleries that we tried to feature we did maker smart and buffalo trace both out we're knocked out amazing all right so the three and the four move through it's a round of upsets so far let's see if that continues in the 120 proof where coming up next will be one of the most interesting matches of the night the Nulu single barrel bourbon mm. versus the 77 malted wheat whiskey. Both of these are like $90 bottles. They are both elite whiskeys and they're completely different. And I can't wait to see how this breaks down. So let us all wash the glasses, bring in the new spirits for the next round, and we'll be right back. Based on the beat for a minute When I spit these words to the be no limit I don't make no sense I don't need no gimmick I'ma say what I think Be real specific And I master the chase I'ma pass in the race You could ask me the way I attack Every day I adapt and I change Never cap and I say what I mean I would think and you know I'm here to stay like uh, Keep my head up Shit gets harder and I get fatter But that don't give me no way That gets you to give up So I stay strong and do my thing I never let up If I get knocked down Best believe that I'ma get up And this world's fucking crazy Man what's been going on lately 
All right, we're back now. We've opened up the next bracket, the high proof. We've done some deep knee bends and each drank a quart of water, and we're uh, ready to go. The number two versus the number three, the number two Nulu single barrel bourbon <laughs> versus the 77 malted wheat whiskey from the Brooklyn distillery, spelled all funky-like. <laughs> Don't put it into your phone without the old English spelling. You're supposed to do the Nulu. I know, but I'm just saying what. Okay. I'm just saying what's coming up. I know. Okay. It's coming up now. Oh, but yeah, well, right. I forgot to bring it on my phone. <laughs> That's right. I'm just reminding you. Yeah, and as you should. I was all into it. I, Once I got again. You were. You were totally into it. I got it. carried away. That's why I didn't want to interrupt. Putting Good. the ed in edit. That's <laughs> also right. Also the ed. But if you make it funny, I leave it in. Right. <laughs> so keep making jokes. <laughs> ed. When you can't get it up. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh my God. I never put that. that together. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I wish I yelled at it. It's all the fault when he said that, so you couldn't use it. <laughs> well, fuck you. I can't because I just bleep out. I know. I say I said it too late. How'd I said it as he was saying it? Can't get it up. Don't even work that, that, that. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right. Here we go. I'm ready. All right. All right, so up the first round of the 120 proof and above bracket, we're going to have the Nulu single barrel bourbon going against the 77 malted wheat whiskey. The Nulu is a product from Prohibition Craft Spirits. It's blended from a small batch of four to five-year-old MGP bourbon. Okay. okay. So there's a couple of them they use. But this one particularly is a single barrel. So they pick either a four or five-year MGP single barrel. Right. The mash bill is crafted by them. It's 75% corn, 21% rye, and a 4% malted barley. And this one is bottled at 122.6. The nose is very oaky and rye, spice, a little cinnamon. A little bit of brown sugar, vanilla, the palate, the oak notes come back with baking spices, dark fruit notes, and then the finish should uh, be medium but pleasant, they're saying, with baking spices, cinnamon, and oak. So pretty mm. much consistent all the way through from the nose to the taste to the finish. Very interested in tasting this one. I've enjoyed every new I've had, but I've never had this one. Right. We tasted one. It was a toasted barrel on Doug's Vault. Right. And then we tasted the toasted maple barrel finish on the Christmas Eve episode. And right. Bo- both were delicious, as both, you said. Yep, yep. So what it's going up against is the Brooklyn 77 malted wheat whiskey. It's a malted single barrel. So this is also a single barrel. Straight wheat whiskey, however. It's right. 100% malted wheat so interesting match but we've never had anything like it yeah it's the highest proof we have in the tournament it's 137 mm-hmm. it's ages eight years this is the brooklyn distilling company in brooklyn new york fun facts we featured it on our wheat whiskey episode which is number 57 where we declared it one of the best whiskeys that we'd ever tasted right so if it loses to nulu yeah a either we're full of shit or b the nulu is really good i know so i mean i love this entire bracket mm-hmm. just because it's so eclectic we have a rye we have a bourbon we have a wheat whiskey we have a single malt yes but in this round we got the single barrel bourbon versus a single barrel wheat now yes. i'm not sure the 11 proof points of difference is likely to throw us off because no. the 77 is really smooth for its 137 proof it is and the wild card here is that we've never had this particular expression of the nulu we've had their other stuff their toasted barrel right but will it have enough flavor to wow us over the 77 which we love can i just so. come in here and say i have no opinion on either of these okay, okay. can't come in me and say that no <laughs> oh my god and uh and by the way no wheat till Brooklyn. No wheat 
to no, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I right. like it. It's really good, Gabe. Right. This is the quality stuff that the Pineys love you <laughs> for. Good stuff. Doc's so, not here. Doc, like Doc is here? Doc is not here. That's some weird, wild stuff. <laughs> Johnny right. Carson, we right. are, again, we are so old. old. So old. All right. Gabe has poured the whiskeys and he's handing us glass A. Mm. Glass A looks dark. Mm. It's like leftover coffee in the morning. <laughs> it's coffee grounds in it. A is absolutely much darker mm-hmm. than the B. I might know which one they are just because of the smell, too. But I don't care which one tastes better, but I'm no. about to find out. Right, because one is eight years and one's about four <laughs> to five years. We are not in the 90 bracket anymore. Holy cow. <laughs> just came up and punched me <laughs> in the face. <laughs> it's like, stop complaining, sissy. <laughs> Drink me down. Damn. The A? Yes. The A is, the A is coming out swinging. They just grabbed us by the throat and said, drink me and shut up. We forgot to prepare for this one. <laughs> Woo, we just jumped up 30 proof points at least. No, it, it could be 47. Uh, yeah, shit. It smells so good. It tastes so good. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh. The second one's interesting. All right. So I got a lot of corn off a of bee on the nose. Mm-hmm. And it's hot, though. <laughs> but it's not, like, off-putting. Either of them. They're no. both very hot. But yeah. Smooth for the level. I didn't put water in the uh, 90s, but this one's getting water. Yeah, definitely. I need to open these up. These are both just hostile right now. Ooh, ooh. They are taking full swings at us. They are not playing around. I mean, this tastes like a new leather belt smells, A. So much leather on it. Oh, I love it. Is it like walking through your S&M shop? Mm. (laughs) My S&M shop? As if I frequent one? Are you saying my closet? (laughs) (laughs) Gimps are us. (laughs) That's right. Ball gag, ball gag, ball gag, ball gag. (laughs) Dot com. Dog on. Said like we buy any ball gags. Dog <laughs> Oh my god! I'm cutting all that because it's, n- it's not. Funny. No, we are leaving that in because it's hilarious. Just because I make a joke doesn't mean you can tell me to cut it. <laughs> well, just because you make a joke doesn't mean you can keep them all in either. I'm the editor. I keep and, everything that I say, which you, is actually not true. I make a lot of dumb comments that I also cut out. <laughs> I think we all do. Yeah, I cut out most of Gabe. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I keep most of the yeah. guests because we yeah. want to highlight the guests when yeah. they're on, actually. Gabe was actually on four episodes that nobody even knows. We just cut him completely out of it. <laughs> I mean, Gabe is an absolutely hilarious person. He, Gabe's yeah. been on every news episode this year. Right. And you, you cut me on, I probably forgot I was even there that week because I have a bad memory. Right. So, yeah, we yeah, send Gabe on the news out like location in the rain somewhere. Like, I heard the rain outside of Buffalo Trace Distillery. Looking at the distillery fire. And then just cut it. <laughs> this A tastes amazing. There's so much interesting stuff here. Like the leather belt comment I made earlier, but now what I'm getting, it tastes like a forest smells. Just a deep, rich, woody nature. It's one of the most herbaceous whiskeys I've ever had. Like you said, leather and ball gag. Road tar and ball gag. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> ball gag all over it, for sure. Like cat you know, of nine tails. Yeah, why, so much vinyl. Right, why should we not pain. ever get a sponsor? Why should we n- never have any whiskey share our podcast? Let's just keep, we just gave this whiskey a ball gag as a tasting note. <laughs> And we wonder why we can't get any why? more fans. Along with Sex Dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsored by Fredericks of Hollywood. I have to tell you, <laughs> it's a shame that these both are in here right now because both of these whiskeys are. I mean, we've talked a lot about A. B is delicious. Oh, it's so good. It really is. And it's sweeter than A. Mm-hmm. And it's got some of the notes that A has, just to a Can lesser a, extent. Another splash of B, please. A, a little bit of sweet tobacco also yeah, is on that. It certainly is not lacking complexity. The B is a very complex whiskey. Oh, I mean, B is so nice. A is a little in your face. Yeah. A is more complex. 
But B's smoothness is amazing because I know how high the proof is. It's at least one twenty two point six, or it's one thirty seven. Right. This is a real tough matchup here. I feel like B is almost a slightly watered down version of A mm. because there's a lot of similarities between these two. And I think where they differ is B has less like uh, oaky woodiness. And I will say this. I don't like watered down. I like proof yeah. down. Proof it's, down. I, That's I what that, I mean. It's like it, I'm right there with you. Yes. It definitely has some of the same note. There is some tobacco. There is some leather. Right. Just not as in your face. Yeah. As are, you, are you calling to mind like the, the finishing time maybe? The rawness is what you're saying? Mm. I mean, I think the rawness is it doesn't round off into a nice pleasantness per se. It might be pleasant to you for your taste profile, but it's raw in the fact that it's yeah. needling you till the very end. It's a shame one of these whiskeys is going to have to go home. Yeah, I these agree. Are, these are two of the best whiskeys in the tournament this year, bar none. You've made your decision? I have. Ed's decision is in. I am personally hoping for a tiebreaker because I don't know either of these. And I'd like Oh, that would be so cool for Gabe to like, oh, I think, do a, a tiebreaker for this one. Mm, any, yeah. Anything's possible. Oh. Okay. Well, clean, clean yourself up first. <laughs> God. Yeah, throw a bucket of cold water on yourself. That's my counter. I eat there. Jesus. Well, well, I prepare food there. Hope you got Clorox wipes because I just made a mess. <laughs> it smelled like bleach either way. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The results are in. Oh, yeah. all right. Well, I am not going to be doing oh, a tiebreaker. Shit. Oh, I can't believe it. We, we, we both picked B? Both you picked wow. B. And B was... B was the... Yep. I just thought that it was a little bit nicer and it was a little bit toned down and a little bit more approachable. I will go to my grave saying the 77 from Brooklyn was the most special and unique whiskey that I've ever drank. I want the bottle of my house. I don't think I could ever drink two in one night. <laughs> like, I think it's a game changer. So, like, you drink that and then you drink a Nulu and then you drink a Sazerac and you go to bed. Like, yeah. that's pretty much So, it. I love it. I love this. I fully expected you to pick A. Yeah. So, I love it, but it is a little bit harsh on the finish. Yeah. And that's what I said. It was like needling you to the very end. Yeah. The Nulu doesn't do that. The Nulu, as I said, yeah. has a lot of the flavor of the 77 in it, but yes. it's a little bit proof down because it is. It's which, 11 which, proof points which, less. Right. Me and Gabe don't like the high, high proof as much as you and Jeff do. So. Yeah, but it is so, wonderful. Yes. These are both wonderful. I'm sorry to see the 77 not go on, but that just means that we can have the rest of it because That's there was right. the least of that right. one. So the reality is when I made my choice, I said, you know what? It's going to be interesting because Gabe's going to have to choose the winner because I really thought Scott was going to go A because I, I knew I a. almost did. I knew A was Brooklyn. I mean, you were gushing over A for uh, yeah, half the I, session. I was, but again, I think the finish really yeah. just is doing it for yeah, me tonight. It is. And I will tell you right now, the Nulu, this is the third one we've had, and not one of them has disappointed. Yeah. Go back and listen to our um, our uh, short that we did for... Arg. 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 This is a pirate talking now. Go back and listen to our Christmas episode. So, no. so go back and listen to our Christmas episode where we talked about the Nulu toasted maple yeah. barrel finish, and we really loved it then. We did the whole story of the distillery, yeah. and they're really up-and-comers, and they're everywhere in New yeah. Jersey. I don't know about other states, but yeah. every liquor store I go in, they have seven or eight. But Nash has a whole stand of them. Like, yeah. So you can't go wrong with either one. No. They're both pricey, but they're both worth their money. And it, so going through is the Nulu. We're not gonna, an upset. We're the first non-upset yeah, right. of this, the, of this the, round. The two beats to three. And we're going to come back with a very interesting matchup. Ugh. The Alberta Castrenth Rye this against awesome. the small upstart old line distillery from Baltimore, Maryland, the American Single Malt. 
And I have to tell you, they make a rum. What was the rum we had? Like 130 <laughs> proof rum that was just spectacular. Excellent. And Alberta's has been around since the 40s, evidently. Yeah, 1946. And isn't this where Whistlepig yeah. gets their stuff? It is. So it's something you've probably already drank and didn't know it. And so we'll be back with them uh, as soon as we can wash the glasses. And we'll see if we get an upset or if Alberta cast strength rye will go through. All right. All right, we are back, and we've had two upsets and one really Not close non-upset. The second matchup in the 120-plus proof bracket is Alberta Cast Strength Rye and Old Line American Single Malt, and I'm going to tell you about the Alberta Cast Strength. And I'm going to tell you about the Old Line American Single Malt. I'm going right. to do nothing. <laughs> no, you're pouring. You're doing a very good job. You're a pouring. <laughs> you think I'm appalling is what you're thinking. Yes, deploring. <laughs> Deplorable appalling. Exactly. What is this vocabulary class? I just wanted to gay. What's happening? I wanted gay to talk wait. bad about himself. And it I'll worked. <laughs> <laughs> he just admitted to the world that he's appalling and deplorable. <laughs> and if he had a mirror in front of him, he could tell him how ugly he is too. This just in: two thirds of the piney woods of New Jersey is on fire. There ain't right. no mirrors in the pine barrens. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are all hot wiring cars and heading this way. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get the old pickup truck started all right so before they get here let's <laughs> yeah we have one up. more taste and let's get it done all right so the mash bill of this alberta is 100 percent rye the proof is 132 the age is at least five years the price the msrp is 70 mm-hmm. i remember when we bought it for the when i bought it for the <laughs> that's that shade right, i'm just Can- saying right. i happened to buy sure, it. The Canadian like whiskey, it. Right. The Can- at total wine on the canadian episode it was 90 dollars. i know and then total wine is usually pretty reasonable. Yeah, so right over here at the canals, the bottle stop, 65. Now, Thank was, you, was that, was that adjusted for Canadian money? That could be possible. Maybe total wine was putting it up there for the Canadian dollar price, and, and the <laughs> bottle stop realized- Hey, wait a minute. That, These are Canadian dollars. Yeah. That could be affecting it. I wasn't trying to be- Well, I was trying to be funny, but- Yeah, maybe they looked at it, oh, it's $90, I and mean, really, no, it should be 62. <laughs> So the distiller is uh, Alberta Distillers in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, but its parent company is Beam Centauri. Right, but I don't think they interfere with the day-to-day. They just no. acquire them to increase their Canadian whiskey holdings, yeah. I guess. And I believe they actually use their Canadian rye in a now-defunct expression of Basil Hayden, their rye version that had some Canadian whiskey in it, okay. that they used it from this distillery because Jim Beam owns both. Right, owns both. Mm-hmm. So fun facts, this was featured on our Canadian whiskey episode in episode 53, where I liked it best, but Ed really didn't. This is pretty much the same stuff that Whistlepig uses for many of their expressions, but just aged longer and then sometimes finished in other barrels. The mm-hmm. tasting notes for this particular expression is butterscotch, sugar cookies, hazelnuts, baking spice, vanilla fondant, and some oak and lemon. Mm. Water tames the proof and unearths a strong buttery bakery mm. profile. So Old Line's a lot different than that. Once again, they're a veteran-owned company from Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. 
This is 100% malted barley. Totally different. I don't know what this particular one is. It's at least, usually at least 120 proof. This is 123.2. Right, right. So they're in the ballpark. Yeah. What's interesting about this is it's really somewhere between one and two years aged because they use small barrels, not 53 liter barrels, which is normally used for whiskeys. But as we saw with a former winner of this tournament, Mm -hmm. Corsair Dark Rye from Tennessee, they use like 15 gallon barrels. And what you have is you have more whiskey to wood contact that way and you get more flavor quicker. The taste, very bold, notes of maple and brown sugar and vanilla sweetness, mm. as well as some caramel and some chocolate, some cinnamon notes, kind of like a big red gum should mm-hmm. be there. And the whiskey shelf said that it had a slight sourness reminiscent of the sourdough bread or yeast that he found in Maker's Mark Castrenth. Oh, wow. Mm. Interesting. And then he also mentioned the fact that it had some notes of the Elijah Craig barrel strength. In, mm. in other words, it's very bourbon-esque, he said, for a single malt. And Scott and oh. I felt the same way because we have had this once before. And when we had it, we talked about how it doesn't really taste like, like, a, single like malt. a single malt. So, yeah. And it's going to be a really interesting matchup once they both get in the glass and in our mouth. Yeah. So I think this one is like really ripe for an upset because Alberta, the only reason that we seeded it at number one is because it's been around since 1946. Yeah. Yep. The other ones have only been around for like a decade, maybe 12 years. So yep. I think if there's going to be an upset, I was expecting it to be here. Mm. Of course, we've already had two upsets yep. and almost a third one. Yep. I talked to the old line people over there at the bench and they're not just happy to be here. All right. They, you know, they're a 4C that came to do some damage. They're looking for the upset here. They fully expect to win. I was really impressed with the Alberta when I yep. tasted it. I was really impressed with the old line when I tasted it. Ed was only really impressed with the old line. He was so-so on the Alberta, but we'll see what happens I mean, tonight. That, that was that day in time and i, I drank know. a lot of other canadian whiskeys i drank my favorite crown royal so i was probably all like basking in the euphoria <laughs> yeah 16 oh, year shit, it was 16 16 yeah, year shit. crown royal so i was yeah. so happy with myself <laughs> all right so the last matchup of round one gabe please hand us glass a Ooh. Ooh, i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> no isn't it great I think this one of all of them is the one that we're yeah. not going to know which is which. I have no idea what to, yeah. what to expect. One is darker, I think. Not much, this. though. Not much. It is 132 for the Alberta and 123.2 for the old line. Bees got a better nose. I have tasted them initially, and I'm putting water on because they're so hot. Yeah, they're. Yeah. All I know is give or take, if it's a tiebreaker or not, I'm trying both of these later. Mm, and you right. can't stop me. I don't care what you do because they're expensive, and I wouldn't buy it for myself because I'm cheap. Hey, all fair, Gabe. <laughs> by the way, all fair, Gabe said that had he broken the tire of the last round, he would have taken the 77. Yeah. So, so had it got to a, a tiebreaker, 77 would have gone through, which just shows you how close they were to getting through. Oh, B, like I get a cola flavor off of B, like a cola icy. Remember those? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 7 Eleven still has. Uh, coca-cola do they oh Oh, all right there you go rumor has it that um the canadian alberta apparently getty lee has never tried it (laughs) so he really can't have an opinion one way or the other why do you bring that up i don't know (laughs) i like rush rush is a great band i never saw them live and i wish i had yeah i know i I don't think he can really sing anymore i saw him on that tribute to uh taylor hawkins and Mm, i missed that yeah they did yyz with danny carey from tool i did see that awesome that was awesome yeah Getty Lee never had a great, I mean, operatic voice, but he was distinctive enough for. Uh, I mean, for he's his old, and then no shade high. on him. No it was high, no shade on he him. Hit yeah. notes. I mean, he's in his mid seventies or something now. Yeah, and if you go back and look at pictures from the mid seventies when they're all wearing kimonos and tight pants, I mean, how can you not, you know, realize the genius of that? 
Oh man, these are both delicious. <laughs> I, I know. I told, just ignore. I, I did. I'm like weirdness. What? I just brought up. Just Go like, on. Like, we had Russian kimonos, and I'm supposed. I'm like, what the fuck? Where are we at right now? Like that's what I'm thinking. Like just I'm passing time. I'm like burning my esophagus out right now, trying I'm to figure so, out which one of these. I'm, I'm so like. sorry, Gabe. I got so <laughs> distracted by the whiskeys that I forgot what you were talking about. I, I was like, there's just like a in my ear. <laughs> it, was, it was Gabe talking about whiskey, kimonos. Whiskey, Getty Lee. Whiskey, whiskey, whiskey. Kimono, whiskey, whiskey. Mmm. <laughs> Burn. Mm, burn. Burn. So anyway, so I, I put some water in and I find that they're both more approachable. If you haven't done that, I have not. But where were you leaning before the water and now after I the water? No Has lean, that changed? I'm, I'm dead center. I have no lean yet. I'm, okay. Hmm. I'm completely flabbergasted by both of these. I mean, they're both terrific. I get it. Like I said, a cola thing off of B and the A tobacco and leather and uh, those qualities that I was getting off the 77 in oh, the so previous we're, round. we're back in the dungeon again. Yeah, we're back in the dungeon. They yes. are stunningly similar and they shouldn't be similar at all. These well, are well, well, one Because one being a American single malt and one being Canadian? Yes. Yes. Two different uh, distilling well, yeah, styles. It's 100% malted barley and 100% rye. They are distinctively different uh, distilling factors Whew. or styles, I should say. I mean, if one of these is just malted barley, that makes me insane because it doesn't taste anything like a scotch i get no barley hmm. my decision is in it yeah. is by far the closest of the day i went with my gut i went with the one that i thought finished a little bit sweeter i'll be dead honest with everybody out there i could come in here in a half hour and pick the exact opposite i thought the last one's close between the 77 and the nulu Nah, this is the closest one of the day for me. I like the Alberta a lot better today than I did on that episode. This was not quite as close as the last one, but it was absolutely close. Don't you defy me. I'm <laughs> just saying what I did. <laughs> Am I allowed that? Ed? King Ed. <laughs> anyway, uh, go ahead. You both picked A. Oh, shit. We picked the same one again? Yep. Yes, you did. And, and A was... The old line American single. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So take off, eh? It was so close, but those upstarts from Baltimore with the upset of the day, knocking off the number one. So we already have an upside down tournament with a <laughs> shit, a yeah. two, a three, and two fours going through to the semis. Yeah, I said this one was ripe for an upset, and it was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be because I did not care for the Alberta that much, but I was wrong. It's a great whiskey. Isn't it? But I have to tell you, the old line, maybe a year and a half old, that's crazy, against a, what, a five or six-year-old whiskey? Yeah. I mean, it just had that much more complexity Oh, to my it. God. I can't wait for Gabe to try. We're going to stay on air because Gabe's going to try yeah, yeah. about each one. He knows what he's drinking, but still, he'll tell you what he thinks of them because they're, so, they're close. so close. Yeah. Well, the American Single Malt had a lovely milk chocolatey nose. Oh, and yeah. I believe Ed said the Alberta was really lacking in any kind of nose at all. It is a lot lighter on the nose. That, that is true, the Alberta. And it's a little harsher. I don't think the Alberta gains anything from being that hot. I think if they were to proof that down to around 125, it would hit a little better. Wow, the old line is a bit uh, floral on yeah. the tasting. Yeah, floral's a good one. We didn't say that, but that's very... Yeah, we yeah. keep going leather and herbaceous, but floral's a note that we didn't talk about enough today. And I think you're right, Gabe. The old line was floral. But it's so surprising, especially in our American It's got to be the smaller barrels... 
and the way that they're approaching how they distill. Yeah. The Alberta has a bit of more of a uh, hot butterscotch going on. Yeah. yeah. I like both of these better than the uh, the first two 120 proofs. Oh, interesting. Oh, they're a lot more flavorful and they're not as harsh. Well, mm. the game is foreshadowing that old line will knock off Nulu in the next round. I, I, it's not what I'm saying, but <laughs> I believe that the, the flavor profile is just a lot Facts. more distinctive. That's, that's his implicit prediction. <laughs> I mean, some, sometimes a burn can just, you know, it might be a great whiskey, but if you're yeah. overloaded with heat, it's just going to affect the way right. you and, decide. And totally I think, agree. Right, and I think that the Alberta hurt themselves by being 130-something. Yeah. It didn't have to be that hot. It didn't gain anything. Which I think, for me, is what hurt at the 77 in the last yeah. round. Even take it down 10, I think it would make a difference. The old line is just awesome. Isn't yeah, it? It's Isn't beautiful. It like I'm walking through like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory and the river's right next to me and I'm getting the effervescent chocolate boy. There off. is cocoa notes in it. That's a great call. I didn't mention that, but in the finish there is. And I think this is reminiscent of the Corsair Dark Rye, which won the whole thing. Yeah. If there's a dark horse in this tournament right now, I think the old line might be it. That was a four, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're spot on right there. That was a four that yeah. won the whole tournament. And it was like it proofed in the 80s. So if we have a and Corsair proofed in the one. 120s? Oh my yeah. God. I'm almost sad to see that the two went up against each other because I think yeah. this would have been a better matchup against the other two 120s. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Because the selection committee picked this particular ranking. Yeah. If it was different, we could have had a different outcome. Wow. That old line is, uh, I think it's going to go places. Awesome. It's really yeah, good. It's I mean, really, really fucking good. And, they, you know, they probably don't remember, but they invited Scott and I to come down and do a podcast from yeah. there like two years ago. I know. Then well, the pandemic, pandemic happened. The pandemic happened and we couldn't get there. So And the whole Baltimore thing. You have the aquarium, which is nice, and no, you have the your Baltimore's great. And yeah, you have your soft shell crab you sandwiches. Yeah, soft shell crab sandwiches, which Gabe got, and we were all disgusted by. Long ago, old line is going on, so we'll say it on the next podcast. We'll tell the whole story right. about Gabe's open faced soft shell crab sandwich that we all vomited. All right, I will say right now, I've had some great times in Baltimore. Fell's Point. I have been, also. I, I used to yes. go to the Preakness every year with my friends. I know. I'm just joking. Baltimore like, is a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed the wire. <laughs> <laughs> Omar, great character, <laughs> and, right? And homicide yeah. and everything else. All homicide right. life on the street. All right, so right. yeah, let's wrap this up. Yeah, so Gabe, what do you think about the winners that are going on? So we got Not a King of Rise going on. The Lost Monarch is going on. Those both in the 90 proof bracket. And then in the 120 proof bracket, we have the Nulu single barrel bourbon and the old line American single malt. We've had three upsets. What are you thinking? Well, I mean, I got the old line right in my mouth right now, and I, I was really pleasantly surprised. I think that in the journeyman is going to be um, mm. coming down to it, a head-to-head. Interesting. Yes. I can see I some like similarities between the two of them. It's going to be interesting, because I think that the new Lou is very different than the old line, so it's going to be a matter of taste at that moment. Um, the Not a King and the Lost Monarch might be more similar than we remember. Yeah. And we're talking about that maybe because so many people source that when you get a grass-to-glass distillery-like journeyman, that... It hits a little different. It's a little unique because it's their product. And, and I it's think, a small distillery. They don't have like right. thousands of barrels to blend right. together and right, just right, smooth right. out their yeah. flavor profile. Yeah, they yeah. let their product stand for itself. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I think this has been successful. We like to put our congratulations on Not a King Rye. I love the, this so the much. Redwad <laughs> Empire Lost Monarch. Yeah. Both going through in the 90 proof bracket. We also want to give our congratulations to my retirement present, the new loose single barrel bourbon. <laughs> The second seed going through against the old line American single malt. You'll see these four again in the semifinals in round three. Tune in next week when for round two, you'll have another eight whiskeys battling it out. All right. Well, that's it for the Whiskey Tinger Podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Ed. I'm Gabe. And it's that time of the year, everybody. We're just getting started. Whiskey Madness 2023.
Everybody here knows that you just fake it. 